The estate planning team is an Ohio registered investment advisor. The following is for informational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any securities or financial products. Be sure to consult with a qualified financial advice and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. You have financial goals and dreams. We can help you achieve them. Welcome to Financial Food for Thought, the show that answers all the questions on how to maximize your lifestyle and preserve your wealth. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. I need you to keep your distance at least six feet away from me. To hear your lovely tone, but only over Zoom or phone. Together we'll fool through. I will social distance from you. doesn't fog my glasses yeah good morning everyone you found financial food for thought you got mark Dolly and carrie waddell and of course we're playing nothing but covid christmas carols this season this what was that beep <laughs> he was saying uh santa get the blank away from me the, you have to watch this video carrie. i haven't seen any of those this is a pop gr- choir group and all, they're all in their old little Zoom windows, uh-huh. all 50 of them or whatever, and then the the visuals with the words are hilarious. So this is, uh, yeah, so this is by the YVR Pop Chorus. Of course, okay. it's All I Want for Christmas is You, Christmas Parody. Social distance. Jeez, that's what our Christmas has become. Instead of just, you know, walking in women's underwear or these other parodies, yeah. we got COVID parodies. Right. Well, I guess it's taking humor out of a bad situation. Because I won't wear no pants tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I'm laughing that you say that. My son, I came home. I was like, why are you still in your pajama? But like the fleece. He said, I said, didn't you have school today? He goes, yeah, it's a Zoom. Like, just like I said, so like everybody else, you keep your comfy pajama bottoms on. So here's maybe, maybe our congressional leaders can brighten up the COVID Christmas, Carrie. Here's uh, Uh, the Speaker of the House and the House Republican leader. Mr. Excitement. We made major headway toward hammering out a targeted pandemic relief package that would be able to pass both chambers with bipartisan majorities. Does he sound real confident? We committed to continuing these urgent discussions until we have an agreement. And we agreed we will not leave town until we've made law. He's pretty monotone and blah. Yeah, Yeah. that's Cocaine Mitch or, you know, a lot of nicknames. He's not happy with any of them. He does not sound happy. He he doesn't like Moscow Mitch, you know. know, Uh, Who would like cocaine? I mean, those are all kind of negative. Right, and then there's the murder turtle, you know, was the most recent. No, I wouldn't like those either. You want like, we need positive and uplifting. He's one of the most... Like Mighty Strongest, Mitch, or he's one yeah, of the most powerful men in, in the world. Yeah, Mighty Mitch might be better. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I, do we have? I, you know, who's going to win our bet, Carrie? You know, <sighs> I said we would have a fifth bill by the end of the year. Um, not necessarily by Christmas, but kind of by Christmas. Okay. So I'll even go say that Christmas. You, of course, said no, no I, way. I, I think they're going to get close, and something's going to. Well, you know, and that was the problem is that. We thought we were getting real close, mm-hmm. as Mitch was saying, but then... Isn't this constantly the it, way it, our know, Congress does? Now, again, full disclosure, this show is being taped on Friday morning, so by the time you're hearing it, maybe the the fifth bill will be passed, and we can all expect those uh, second round of checks, if you got the first round, is coming again to help you pay off your Christmas presents. I mean, I, I mean that's what this country needs, Carrie, right? You know, I, I think they should just make, you know, the... 
the stimulus checks uh, 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 an every Christmas deal. You know, I mean, think that yeah. what would do for the, you know. Uh, I, I don't think you know, so, Mark. I think there's consequences for free stuff. Well, you know, I think it would do a I lot. I always believe, yeah, there's consequences to give free stuff away. I, I think that would do a lot for the day of Color Friday. You know, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, if, if we could all, if we could all get. It's okay, get, we can still say Black Friday. Can we still say that? I don't I, know. I am. Because isn't it about, like, being in the red or the black? Because it's supposed uh, to be revenue? Who yeah, You know, um, but anyway, so, you know, because it's helicopter money, Don't right? I mean, PC. in other words, it, 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 we, they drop those checks in our lap. Everybody's happy. You know, the retailers are happy. Um, the, people the kid, just keep the, it. The kiddies get presents under their Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. You know, Jeff Bezos will help him pay off his alimony. You know, we... we yeah, because he, he needs help, right? Well, yeah, I mean, and then the states would be happy because they collect all the sales tax. So, you know, I, I don't, I think it makes sense. I don't like it. I just think there's, you know. But anyway, so we thought, you know, so that we thought that the compromise deal was that the stimulus checks were back in, right? And instead, they were going to cut out other things. Um and the stimulus checks, though, weren't going to come in at the twelve hundred. What the first round was, it was going to be somewhere between six hundred to seven hundred, right? And remember, I, I've been talking about it in this show. It was really um, Bernie Sanders, you know, and some of the left who really said, "Hey, listen, we want those stimulus checks back in." Remember, I told you, right. Bernie may be the Grinch who saves Christmas here. Mm. Um, now, but the but then then we heard um, President Trump. You know, the you know, it was leaked out of the White House administrative staff that they were in panic because President Trump was was uh, saying that he might not sign the next stimulus bill if it if the if the stimulus checks weren't more than twelve hundred dollars. He was he was saying, I want him to be two thousand dollars. Right. I mean, Trump wants to give us all two thousand dollars. Gary, who's going to complain about that? Mm, yeah, um, but but apparently they they said no, President. You know you can't do that. That that has that could ruin the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so we still don't know. Um, meanwhile, um, don't they want to go home for Christmas? I don't buy it that they're going to stick around. They're well, going to go home. Th- well, what else? Are they, I mean, they don't want to go home and face their constituents. I, I mean, they're having too much fun in, in the Capitol. You know, yeah. you know, even in with the shutdown, they I still was have. Say, their, I don't know that they're social distancing. Um, you know, so I mean, you know, again, the, the, the there's is what is a deadline in Congress? You know, I mean, it's it, meaningless. There's no such thing. Absolutely. I mean, I mean the government might have shut down last night, Carrie. I don't know. I mean, this winter solstice is beginning, right? Is, yeah. is, is anyone but me find it strange? Strange that uh, it's a little paganistic that, that every year at this time our government officials are talking about shutting down the government. Hmm. I mean, remember it happened in in, Fe- oh, yeah. in February of 2018. Remember that was the that was the uh, Rand Paul shutdown. Remember he was complaining about something. Then at the end of the, then then at the end of December of 18, going into January of 19, that was the longest government shutdown. Right, that mm-hmm. was a big one. And and then here we are again. You know, winter solstice, and uh, we're, we're, you know, and you know, last Fridays was extended for a week to this Friday, and it's still you know, and who knows? Um, so yeah, so I, I throw them all out, Carrie. I'm with you. I would love to just start over. Sometimes you need people who are supposed to be for the people and not money makers. Um, I mean, term limits. I mean, meanwhile, we've got, um, you know, they always say bad things come in threes, right, Carrie? Well, 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 you know what? Okay, this year has come in more than threes. Let me tell you for most people. The, the Rona year <laughs> just won't end. Um, yeah. Rona won this year. Um, I'm still mad that time didn't name Rona the person of the year. It was ridiculous. And you know what? When I was looking at Christmas gifts online because I've procrastinated and tried to get some this week, there were some socks. There's a lot of um, apparel that's basically screw 2020, like it socks right. yeah. or F or the middle finger to 2020 yeah. shirts. The all one finger salute. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but um, so, you know, they always say bad things come in three. Well, uh, economically, we we have three this week that came in bad, right? Okay. You know, um, first, you had retail sales, which declined 1.1% for the month. That's not a good sign heading into the Christmas sales, right? The consensus was a 0.3% decline. 1.1% kind of blew that out of the water. All right. Then we had jobless, initial jobless claims are going the wrong direction. That came in at 885,000, Gary. I mean, you know, that, that's not a small number. I mean, if, if you think we had a V-shaped recovery and there's still 885 new weekly jobless claims, that that's a disconnect, 
right? I mean, the forecast was for 818, you know, and that, you know, and so that's been a negative trend. And then the third bad thing was that the Philly Fed Manufacturing Index, that came in way low. Okay, so the, the latest manufacturing index came in at 11.1, down 15.2 from last month's 26.3. Um, you know, so that's another sign of a slowing economy. Um, you know, you had, you, you know, had, you know, Fed Chairman Powell again speaking this week saying, look, at, we're doing everything we can, you know, from the Federal Reserve. We're not going to raise interest rates. We're basically telling you we're still going to support, you know, um, you know, we, 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 you know, the, the, you know, but again, they're saying the path of the economy will depend significantly on the course of the virus, the ongoing public health crisis. Um, will continue to weigh on economic activity, employment, and inflation in the near term, and poses considerable risks to the economic outlook, uh, outlook over the medium term. So, you know, they're not saying we're out of the woods yet. We've always said in the beginning, you know, it, it's not only the health issues that the Rona right. is, is the is, economic. Is it's the economic. Right. And, you know, I don't, you know, and, and, you know, half the country is shutting down. Half the country is protesting the shutdowns. Carrie Gig. I'm yeah, done. I'm with protesting the shutdowns. I, I just think you have to give people choices. And I thought that's what this country is about. Go to dinner, not go to dinner. It's my choice. And I think people should be allowed to make a living because, unfortunately, I've heard about businesses that have been long time shutting down permanently. And that's terrible. Well, yeah. So, again, I think you need to keep the government open. Yeah. I think you need to pass another stimulus bill or another, you know, right. and probably give us more stimulus checks. As Hugh Heffer said, right. know, there's never enough stimulus. You know, go, go right. ahead. Go, get, us, get us started. <laughs> well, good morning, everyone. You're listening to Financial Food for Thought. We're here every Saturday morning on 1420 AM between 9 and 10. We're a financial educational talk program here every Saturday morning, again, between 9 and 10, here to give you helpful information about issues that can impact your financial life, which is true whether you're working or already in retirement. Um, we're known for comprehensive, detailed coordinated custom plans um, and we offer a free no obligation consultation the company's been around more than 35 years um, helping people through good and bad times and when we started we were helping the depression generation and we had a it was the estate planning team because we had an Ohio estate tax the federal exemption was 600,000 and the worries of that generation they had great pensions with cost of living increases that were guaranteed they never had to worry about health care costs they were savers it was just about passage and over time even people with kids are concerned about running out of money whether you have um, a couple hundred thousand or whether you have 10 million it's kind of a universal and will I have enough based on the spending I do and even more with the government spending and it's important to take steps whether you're working or already in the, your retirement years to create the income you need as tax efficiently as possible and take advantage of all the opportunities that exist because um, there are plenty of opportunities. We've talked on the show over the last few weeks in every economic situation and avoid potential traps because it's all about the net bottom line and accomplishing your goals. And because we do comprehensive planning and we're um, fee-based Ohio registered fiduciary planners, we don't think that any product or solution or strategy is good or bad. It depends how it's used. Um, is it appropriate now? What's the plan in the future? And how does it fit into what you're trying to accomplish? And again, we offer that free no obligation consultation. We're doing those still by phone or in person and scheduling through the end of February. And we still have um, room in December. And um, again, we're doing it by phone or in person to see if we can help. We have affordable hourly. If you want specific help with specific issues like this month we've helped a lot of people with just Roth conversion or additional IRA distribution planning or spending or you have a pension election or some um, issue or comprehensive where we're really helping you step by step building budgets um, not just budgets but your lifestyle what would you like it to be now in the future different inflation rates discretionary versus mandatory building in that healthcare budget things you haven't thought about and then saying what's possible when can you afford to retire or if you work this long what does that translate to the, the retirement you want can you work a long encore career and then addressing those things that you're worried about through the financial modeling of an economic downturn the market volatility a long-term care stay a premature death of a spouse um, we've dealt with second marriages we've dealt with those things so if you want to take advantage of a free consultation call us now even if you don't want to meet until after the first year that's okay we can send you our worksheets or send you information we'll call you on monday morning if you leave a message now that's 440-239-2090 
That is 440-239-2090 or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. All right, you're listening to Mark Donnelly and Carrie Waddell, and we're the co-owners of the estate planning team. And the estate planning team has been helping Cleveland families build custom financial plans for over 35 years. And over those 35 years, I don't know how Mitch McConnell, he's been, you know, he's been there for a lot of those years. You know, my, 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 call him what you want, but basically if Mitch pulls this off by the end of the weekend, I'd where, be shocked. where he gets the package that he talked about getting, now it may be a little bit higher than what he was originally saying. He was saying, you know, five hundred billion. It may come in at nine hundred billion. But if he gets that, because if that then gets the Republican senators elected in Georgia in the runoff on on the fifth, that's and, a win. And he came. He keeps control of the Senate. He will solidify. You know, the legend of him being a master statesman. Yeah, that's true. Uh, then we can call him Mighty that, Mitch. Is he that smart? I, I don't know. A lot of people think he is. I think they're conniving, most politicians. But no, they're he... smart, Gary. They're not conniving. <laughs> they're conniving. They have their self-interest. Um, all right. All right. So, Carrie, let's see. So we've also, on the, uh, this time of year, a lot of times we talk about year-end planning, right? Mm-hmm. And it's never, never say never, Carrie. It's too late. Well, at some point, it is too late. Right. Although, let me tell you the importance of following up. If you think something was done whether it's an IRA distribution and withholdings or a Roth conversion, I cannot emphasize enough to call the company. Even if you called and they said it was in process, call to make sure it was done. Was it done correctly and get the name of the person? We have had plenty of clients this year, even though we've coordinated with their advisors, something got lost. The form got done incorrectly. Um, What they were told they could do with withholdings. I mean, we've had a lot of issues that year. So, I can't emphasize. I mean, we follow up for our clients when we can or with our clients and remind them through, okay, this was submitted. Did you get it? Then was it done correctly? And now you have to call. You can't wait for that letter. No, I mean, in the year of the Rona, you can't follow up enough. I mean, first of all, nobody, you know, most people are working from home. Um, Secondly, people are out sick in in quarantine because of the virus. And the replacements don't know what's going on. Or the co- people working from home and customer service is harder to get through. I understand that. I've called with clients, made calls for clients. and But you need to make sure. Like we right. had a client that she submitted a withdrawal for $5,000. She was doing 2000 to federal, 500 to Ohio withholding. And they didn't process it right. They just did a 5000 withdrawal and did no withholding. Yeah. See, so see, it's time maybe that the fact, and they said... She would have got a check in the mail and for the wrong amount. But by the time she got the check, because guess what? I've heard mail's a little bit slow in Northeast Ohio. Um, A little too late. Thankfully, she had the form, but it's the point of the hassle of going through the steps. Yeah. So, so, you know, as best, you know, if you think you followed up, the the recommendation is follow up again. Um, And, you know, and, and. Carrie, I know a lot of times when, you know, you do that, you you help our clients tremendously in that department where, you know, you may be on the phone with the client mm-hmm. or, you know, to, to make sure that, because some, you know, again, sometimes the client, Carrie, they're not comfortable. They really don't know what questions to ask or how to reply if someone on the other phone tells them something. Right. And, and so it, it when you're on the phone in that three-way phone conference, or, you know, telephone conference. Right. Um, you you can you know you can read between the lines, or and, also and, call out when I think their answer may be incorrect. Well, I know a lot of times you hang up and call them, and get somebody else on the line. Right. Or I'll ask to talk to maybe a manager because sometimes what they're telling you is incorrect. Yeah, and and you know it's incorrect. Right. And and it doesn't sound right, and so you got to escalate it, and and then and then again, see the client may not know how to do that. Or they may say, oh, they told us this. Well, that's got to be wrong because that makes no yeah. sense. But they don't know that or they don't know what follow-up questions to ask. Okay. So it, it and always, we do. Right. And so it, all, it always comes back to um, coordination of advisors, right? And, and so that's what – and when we talk about the year-end planning, a lot of that has to do with coordinated advisors, right? Um, because in, in a complicated world, uh, you, you know, you need sometimes all the help you can get. Um, and, and that may mean that, you know, are your advisors, you know, talking to another and also 
What we stress in our year-end planning discussions is that you need to remain active. You know, we are very active planners at the estate planning team. Um, you know, and, and we try to, uh, you know, bring people to understanding is, you know, what you did last year for your financial maneuvers or financial planning right. doesn't mean that's what you do this year or what you're going to do next year. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, each year in its own sense stands alone. And even, and, and the other thing too, is even if you've got the best laid plans in January, you may have to change those plans if things change that are totally beyond your control. Right. Like 2020, the year of the Rona. Mm-hmm. Couldn't give a better example. Tax law changes. Can't really control yeah. that. Oh, but yeah. I think, the government I, in March says, oh, don't worry. No, we don't, we don't have required minimum distributions this year. When a lot of people already started them. Right. Um, you know, tax law changes, uh, you, you know. But um, you can control choices that you make and being aware. I think a lot of it is being aware of options. Same thing I think we've talked about in the last few weeks about the IRMA adjustments for Medicare. We've had people over the years that didn't realize they could appeal it. Yeah. Somehow they didn't read the the last three pages of the notice that they got they just when said, they got their oh, new social security. Man, I'm going to have a higher premium and put it away, file it. Right. No. If you have a qualifying, you can appeal it for the lower rate. You know, but you have to do it in a, in 60 days. 60 days. Um, clock's ticking. If you got that new Social Security benefit statement that shows your new Medicare premiums, and you let's say you got it around Thanksgiving, um, and you do get hit with the Irma adjustment, and you and you know, remember because they're basing 2021's Medicare premium on your 2019 tax return. So if you have a good case that says, hey, my income is going to be lower in 2021 than it was in 2019, Mm -hmm. the the classic example is because, hey, I was working in 2019. I'm retired in 2021. Right. Um, You know, or or one of the other life changing events that, uh, you know, Medicare calls, you know, calls those. And and but yet, like you said, you've got 60 days um, and and it's a it's a form you got to fill out. Um, I don't know. I still don't know if you can do that over the phone. Um, um, Not that I'm aware of. The, you know, or, Come on, it's the government. They make you jump through hoops. Um, so anyway, so, <laughs> so so yeah. So if you listen to our podcast, you know, for the, for this time, you know, for going back for the last one, I mean, for the last three or four shows, Gary, mm-hmm. um, we've been doing year-end case reviews that kind of illustrates what we mean by year-end planning. So today's, um, I'm going to get started on this one today, Carrie. Maybe we'll get through it all today, maybe not. Because, um, And I've done this one before. Um, this was an older case. So this is this is nothing, this particular client case has nothing to do with the Rona, right, Carrie? This, right. This, this happened, but it was, it, this case always stood out in my mind because it, it really um, emphasizes what we mean by active planning and, you know, and I call this case, Carrie, how to make your retirement sandwich taste better. Okay. All right. So here we go. So how to make your retirement sandwich taste better. <laughs> okay. Uh, Get so, COVID and then you have no taste or smell, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So, so this case predates COVID. The, okay. The year of the Rona, Carrie. Um, now, see, sometimes, Carrie, you know, a client contacts us when they're when they're faced with an immediate issue right? right in other words we don't have the luxury of time to say we've got three months to build you a financial model right okay um you know if we're trying to project what your next 30 years looks like right all right um so sometimes you don't have that luxury all right um and you know even though you say, yeah, it's always good. That's why, well, that's why sometimes we say, Carrie, it's it, when people say, well, is it too early for me to build a financial plan? Well, I don't know if it's ever too early, but the idea is it's always going to be easier if you have a financial model up and running. If you do have an emergency, it's, it, it, you, you can address the issues quicker than if you don't have a financial model up and running. Right. All right. Um, so, um, and, and even, so in other words, the idea is if you've got a financial model and now something, life has thrown you a curveball, you know, you need to stay active and say, okay, I've got to adjust it. Um, uh, and you know, and, and I already said, you know, you, just because of what you did last year, doesn't mean what you're going to do this year. Um, and so when life does throw you a pretty big curveball, right. That's where, you know, you, your brains, you, if you get your, your, independent advisors brainstorming 
on your problem, you know, the problem you face at hand, the better the chances that you're going to find the best solution. Okay. And and you're going to know what, you know, it leaves you in a decision-making mode to say, hey, am I making some lemonade out of some lemons that were thrown at me, right? Okay. Now, in this particular case, um, what what the client was faced with, nobody saw coming. Okay. Uh, not the client, not his attorney, not their investment advisors, not their CPAs, no one. Okay. Um, and what happened was um, we were contacted by the couple, and, and they, they had heard us talking on the radio. We, how long have we been doing this radio show, Carrie? At least 15, 16 years, okay. maybe more. So they were li- they were list- they heard one of the shows where we were talking about baby boomer dilemmas, one of them being the sandwich generation. And Carrie, you know, you know what the sandwich generation mm-hmm. is. You know, that's where the baby boomers are saying they're dealing with, you know, three, sometimes four generations. Their parents, right. their children, their grandchildren. I mean, you know, that that gets confusing. You know, if you're not in a four generation, you know, family yet, believe me, when it gets to four generations, things get confusing. Now, um, you're not there yet, Carrie, right? No. I am. You right. know, I, I've got three generations under one roof. Right. Um, don't talk. Yeah. No. I, yeah. yeah. Um, it's confusing. Um, now, so, you know, the idea was, so they had heard us talking about it and they, and they contacted us and they said, yeah, I think, you know, um, I think, you know, we, we need to talk to you guys. Um, and so this was the story. They came in. So this was the story. So this is what happened during the, you know, in other words, during the year and they came to us, it was in the second half of the year, right? Um, his, you know, it was his mom, you know, his 93 year old mother who was still living alone in her own house. And a lot of people say, well, why does anyone let a 93 year old woman live alone in a home? Believe me, it's not because, yeah, believe me, it's not because they haven't tried to get her out. Because she wants to and maybe her mind is good and she doesn't want to go in a facility. And if your mind is good. You know, it's hard for people to have their kids. I get both sides. There's a safety issue. But it's also from their perspective. You know, why would you want your kids telling you what to do? You're 93. You've been pretty much making decisions on your own. And if you want to stay in your home, can't blame you. And if you don't want to live in your child's home, that's between you and your child. Yeah. So there's a lot of reasons why mm-hmm. 93-year-olds are still living alone. Um, but in this case, it was her mental capacity, Carrie. That's what declined very, very quickly. Right. Okay. Um, and so, you know, for her own safety... You know, our, our clients knew they had to move her into a nursing home, okay, you know, with a memory care unit. Now, if you haven't price shop what it costs to go into a, a full-fledged nursing home like that, well, Carrie, let's just say, I'm going to say it's more expensive than what you think it is. Can mm-hmm. I? Right? A lot more. I yeah. think when people haven't yeah. had any idea. Okay. And no, your Medicare is not going to cover that. Uh, major sticker shock coming. Okay. Um, so, but in the heat of the moment, when all you're concerned about is saying that, um, it, you know, mom's got to go in, it, you know, cost, you don't think of cost first. No. You you're think, thinking about quality. Are they giving them good care? Do they have good reviews? And the other one, the two that gets to the top of the list, Carrie, is the geographic convenient location right because right? mm-hmm. you, you don't necessarily if you're going to be the you know the one who's visiting mom every day you don't want her 45 minutes away no you want her five minutes away right all right um now so that that's a lot of times is what is one of the top you know reasons why people choose a nursing home is the geographic location of it um now um but you know so what happened was also what happened so our, uh, he was still working. She, you know, uh, she was already retired. Mm-hmm. He was still working and he was working and, you know, he was doing a lot of his, he, he had a pretty good handle on his retirement plan. He was going to, you know, work for a couple more years and then retire. 
They were building up a cash reserve. You know, it's always a good idea that when you're going into retirement that you've built up a nice little cash reserve so that, you know, if if by chance that uh, the first year in retirement we have a major, you know, economic downturn, you're you're not going to be, you know, that's not going to side rail your your 30-year retirement plan, you know, based on those sequence of returns, right? That killed a lot of, um, believe me, that killed a lot of retirees' retirement plans, you know, in the lost decade. Right. Which we talk about all the time on this show, right? Um, so yeah, so so he was doing the right things, but so but what? But during the year, as his mother's health deteriorated, he kind of went into a semi-retirement. Mm-hmm. He was the only child; there was no one else right. to help him out here. Okay, um, and so it was like, well, so he had decided that basically, I'm just going to retire. Right, because I need to take. Sometimes you retire out of yeah, cause necessity. He, they weren't at the point yet where they thought they would have to, you know, put her in a home. And if you, you know what, it's really difficult if people are of sound mind to force. You can't force them, yeah, unless a doctor gets. But involved. But it's, it's really difficult if you have to run over to your elder parents' house two or three times a day mm-hmm. while you still have a full time job. Right, that gets hard. You know, and and by the way, Carrie, a sidebar here. You know, that's the number one reason. Why people in in retrospect say they retired prior to when they thought they were going to retire was because of health issues. Right, it could if be it, a parent, it could yeah. be a spouse. Yeah, it's not always your health issue. Right, um, but that you know that's why that's the number one reason why people retire before they thought they would. All right um, now, so they found a nice place very close to them. Okay, um, and then the sticker shock came. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they quickly realized that mom wasn't going to be able to, you know, pay for this thing for very long. You know, she had her, you know, Social Security income. Right. She still owned the house, but that's not really liquid at this point. Right. Mm-hmm. And she had um, um, a modest amount of investments left at age mm-hmm. 93. Okay. Um, but when you talk about the cost of a full-fledged nursing home. Right. That ain't going to last very long. No. All right. Um, now, they now it's interesting what what they had when we met them for the first time. They said, you know, and they took they took Medicaid off the table. They did not want to put mom on Medicaid. Right. They 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 loved the place she was at. Private room, you know, very close to them. They said, you know, they do nothing about Medicaid. They said, no, we'll pay for it. But guess what? People don't realize a lot of places, not every place takes Medicare patients. Medicaid, so you right. or Medicaid, you could be much farther because of availability and limited and right. less um, of a choice. Um, now, so, you know, and so now, though, now he, they're starting to realize saying, well, is the, my early, my little bit earlier than what I was planning retirement, plus I may have to pay for my mom's nursing home. Is that going to derail our retirement plan, or do we have enough? See, that's the thirty-year plan he was he needed to, to work out first, right? In mm-hmm. other words, that but but you know he so he was saying you know he, you know he's like because I don't know how long mom is going to last. See, that's the other thing about cognitive impairment, right? If it's not physical, they may go. You may go for a while in a controlled setting, right? Um, you, you know, so so that's the concern. Um, now. So he, he's saying, well, you know, so no, they, they, they were they were saying, well, you know, we, 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 uh, we, you know, and they also knew that mom was never going home. Right. Mm-hmm. So they were going to sell her house. But sometimes that takes work yeah, to get but, it ready. But, but they know that when those proceeds come in, that will help her pay for her care for right. a while. But you're right. That's not helping to pay next month's nursing home bill. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, now. So, you know, um, so 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 now they're saying, okay, and and so that's that was the background when they came in to see us. And we said, okay, so we started putting some numbers together. And, you know, so one of the things was that and we started, you know, asking factually, you know, what else is going on in our clients financial lives? You know, we 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 asked for you know copies of tax returns, and and we find and, and we said, well, you know, um, and we understood now that he's he's retired, right? Mm-hmm. So looking at last year's tax return isn't really a good indicator. Oh, be looking at this year's tax return, right? Okay, because last year he was working full time with all the 
taxable income and all the withholding. Right. This year, it's not going to be the same picture. Not even close. All right. Um, so what you did last year isn't necessarily what you're going to do this year, right? Um, and also, um, we, you know, we said, well, how much do you think it's going to be out of pocket for you guys to cover mom's what she can't cover in the expense of the nursing home? And they were their their initial estimates was going to be about sixty five or seventy thousand. Okay. Um, and you know that was going to pretty much wipe out their cash reserve that they had been building. Okay. For their retirement. All right. Um, now and and so so now we have the double whammies going around. Right. There's less money coming in because he had to retire. Right. And what they thought they had a nice cash reserve building up into retirement in a couple of years is going to be out the window. Hmm. Um, you know, um, now, so he knows, I, you know, so part of it was how much do I got to start withdrawing from my investments? Right. Mm-hmm. So now we're saying, well, that now we can, we got to keep an eye on income taxes. Right. Okay. Um, so, you know, we're starting to get the, the picture, right. And, and, and then, but we're saying, you know what, I, we understand that really, you know, what the client was asking us to help them build a 30 year model, right? Right. Meaning if they have, if they can try to guesstimate how much, how long mom is going to live and then we'll try right. to figure out how much I can, we still have enough when we're 90 years old. Right. But we said, we got to do something this year. Okay. We got to be active about this year. Okay. Um, we're just not going to, you know, yeah, I understand you, you want to get comfortable that your, your long-term financial plan is still on track or you want to know if you're going to have to go back to work. Right. Or maybe you'll have to go back to work when mom dies. Well, because longevity's in somebody's family, too. All right. Um, so, you know, but we don't want to forget about this year. Because maybe we can be do something to make some lemonade this year. Okay. All right. Um, you know, maybe, you know, so they're in the sandwich generation. All right. And a lot of baby boomers are faced with this. Um, and, and so it's like, okay, so how are we going to, you know, make that sandwich taste a bit better? Right? So we're going to start. We said, okay, so let's, we started working with their CPA. And we realized, you know, looking at that, the CPA, because we, we said, well, have you talked to your CPA? They said, no, we, we only talked to him. Last time we talked to him was early April when he did our right. return. And at that time, the CPA's robot just put them on a, a, a previous year's safe harbor, you know, which is 110% because of their high in, you know, their, their income, right? So, and that was a combination of, you know, what was withholding. And then he was making also quarterly estimates. Okay. So, so he, he already made two quarterly estimates, you know, before this, you know, before all of this started happening. And he was scheduled to make two more. All right. Um, and, and the two more estimates between federal Ohio, that was going to be about another, I think it was about eight to 10,000 carry, if I'm trying to remember. So, you know, that was, a, he was saying, I got to make, you know, I figured it was that's eight, a huge, but, and, and they saying cause now that's going to go into cash flow on top of what I'm paying for the nursing home. Cause I have to come up with the cash for the quarterly estimates. So he keeps having to raise cash and create income, which therefore creates taxes and it makes the problem worse. So and he where knows. he thought he had enough cash to make the quarterly estimates. He didn't. That that cash reserve is getting low for the nursing home expense. Um, all right, so so now, so we said, okay, well, the first thing we said, well, let's maybe you don't need to be on the hundred and ten percent previous year save hour because you're not going to have that same level of income. Right. So it makes more sense to go on current year safe harbor. Um, and we said, you know, what we we started talking about CPA was, you know. Was, is there any, you know, is there any way that our clients would be able to deduct these medical expenses for a mom on their own Schedule A? Because they're actually paying the facility bill. Directly. It's not a gift to mom. It's a gift to the facility or a payment to the facility. Okay. So, so in, in, the, in, the, in the weeds of Internal Revenue Code, you know, I remember I'm never here to talk about the <laughs> uh, simplicity, fairness. Uh, you know, or logic of our internal revenue code, right. Just, you know, but it, it gets to be, you know, um, you know, if you're if you're paying medical expenses for a dependent, 
Okay. Okay. Um, so here's just some of the language just to, for fun, right? Um, it, you know, for a person to be your dependent, you must pay over half of his or her support for the year. If you pass a support test, you can add medical expenses you paid for the supported person to your own expenses for purposes of clearing the, you know, adjusted gross income on, on your Schedule A, you know, for medical expense write-offs. They, it goes on to say this is even true even if you cannot claim a dependent exemption deduction for the supported person on your return because he or she had too much income. And now I'm really getting to the weeds, right, Carrie? Mm-hmm. But this is what the CPAs are for. So the CPA said, you know, they, you know, they researched that and they came back and they gave them the green light. And they said, yeah, it looks like, you know, you will qualify that you would be able to report the, the, the nursing home expenses that you're paying directly for your mom on their Schedule A. So where originally they didn't even think they were going to be able to itemize, guess what? They can now itemize. And guess what? The medical expense deduction is going to be a, a whopper. Because now they home. can add their own medical expenses, right? which normally wouldn't get over that 7.5% threshold. Right. But now with moms, it'll be way over. And it'll be a huge help to their bottom line total tax due. The, the CPA said you're, you're probably going to have a $75,000 medical expense. That's huge. And then they can add in any of their other itemized deductions, charitable contributions, right. um, state and local income taxes, you know, whatever. All right. Uh, now, remember, too, this was before Trump's tax law change that right. increased the stamp. Remember, this is a case was a few years old. Right. But even so, that threw, they still, even with the Trump tax law, they were still over sure. the standards um, with that amount of medical. Right. So so now we're in business. Right. Right. Um, because now we're saying, all right, so now we're working with the CPA. And, you know, he's confirming, yeah, they don't have to make any more estimates. Which that'll help with cash flow. Because remember earlier, you said probably eight to 10000 right. on an estimated payment. Don't need that income. Plus, when when we worked out the numbers, they were in a zero tax bracket. Nice. Can't get better than that. Okay. Now, Carrie, what's our first question when we find out the client is in a zero income tax bracket? Well, and you know they need cash flow. We're saying, how much more income can you generate and max out that zero bracket? Even if you don't need it this year, you might need it the income in the following year. And if you can create it tax-free, take it out, put it into something else if you're not using it for spending, but always take advantage of a tax-free situation. That's a no-brainer, we call that. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's a good sidebar here. So if 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 you're happy because in retirement you're in a zero tax bracket, but you're still sitting, for for example, on tax deferred assets, mm-hmm. um, meaning annuities or IRAs or four hundred one ks, and you're not taking, maybe you're not required right. yet, or maybe you are required and you're only doing your required minimum. But in either case, what you're taking out. If it's nothing or if it's something and you're still in a zero tax bracket, maybe you, you want to find out how much more you can take out for free taxes. And and you can use it for spending or do something else. Or if it's an IRA, convert it to a Roth tax-free. You don't ever say, I don't need it anyway. Well, maybe you'd like to give it to your kids tax-free. Because one thing is if you don't max out your zero bracket this year, it's it's a lost opportunity. Each tax year stands alone. Right. Um, you don't get to carry, um, you know, itemized deductions on. You can, you know, there's certain losses you can carry right. forward. But, you know, you know, now. Um, so, you know, so now so now the light bulb went off in our clients. You know, minds. Right. And saying, wait, you're right. I'm all of a sudden in a zero. Now, he's also got a certain amount of taxes already paid in. Remember, because there was some withholding before he retired. And, then, and, and he did estimated, estimated payments. So now he's just going to be waiting around for a refund. Right. You know, for almost, a, you know, for eight months. Okay. All right. Um, but, but so, so he's saying, okay. So we also said, you know, now we, so he said, but we didn't just stop at maxing out zero. Right. I mean, that's a no brainer. 
And by the way, that's if you do nothing else, you should max out the zero. And we have plenty of clients that do that. Right. And and and, and his solution there is he could do about six thousand dollars out of the IRA. Okay. To max out zero. That's pretty good. Okay. Um, now, but we went to the next threshold, mm-hmm. the ten percent. Okay. Okay. There he could do about twenty thousand. Okay, that'll help with some of the nursing home expenses. Okay. Um, and he'd still be in a ten percent bracket. And okay. at that point, he's still looking at a refund. Okay. All right. Um, we went to the next one, okay. which at the time was the fifteen percent. Right. Which is now the twelve percent, but at the time was the fifteen percent. He could be doing about seventy thousand. That's a lot of money at a lower tax rate. Okay. Um, and you know, um, and he'd still be getting a refund. Okay. All right. Um, for what he had paid in. So we went, we just, the fifth one was, we went, okay, how much could you do if you wanted to use up what you'd be getting a refund? It came out to about 72000 You know, so, so in other words, now he's got more than one option. Anywhere from maxing out zero, the no-brainer, right. to using up all his, you know, what he'd be getting a refund for. Right, you know? and that's a great example that we work with client CPA. We run the different pro formas for our clients to say which, and then they're deciding, um, you know, based on the information we have. So they make a good decision based on objective analysis and those different scenarios and seeing enough number crunching makes decision-making po- you know, easier and less likely for you to second guess because too many times people make decisions on emotions and then actually create more taxes and more problems later down, later down the road. And what we provide is that objective unbiased analysis. And that's, this case is a great example of the different ways we look at problem solving for our clients and how do we make things better? We don't just stop or when there's a problem, we keep looking for a good solution that fits and keep looking. And if we don't know about possibilities, we get the trusted advisor and this was the CPA and getting their opinion on whether or not this can be and then working together to get a best result possible. In this case, it made a huge difference to net spendable dollars that they could use to help their mother and them running out of money. And it just made a huge impact. And we offer a free consultation. If you want us to look at your issues, whether you're still working and thinking about retirement or want to take the steps and strategies while you're working to protect your long-term financial stability, or if you're in retirement and want to look about creating a tax-efficient distribution plan, spending issues, or other things that you're concerned about, like a long-term care stay, you can call the estate planning team, leave a message. We will get back to you on Monday morning, or you can send an email through the website, You can call 440-239-2090. That's 440-239-2090 or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. That's financialfoodforthought.com. All right. Thanks. That's Kara Waddell and I'm Mark Donnelly. And and, and Carrie, just to kind of sum up here where this case ended up. Um, so, So once the client, you know, said, you know, the big idea was that he had no idea that those expenses could be deducted on his tax return. That's what the C, you know, the CPA's confirmation of that opened up all the avenues of different plans. Mm-hmm. So, you know, cause now he's saying, well, let's now maybe dovetail a couple of these ideas. So he's saying I could go up to $70,000 out of the IRA and not shoot myself in the foot tax wise at all. Now, what could I do with that seventy thousand? Yeah, one he could start building up his cash reserve, mm-hmm. okay, because that was being depleted. Or two, you had mentioned the Roth conversion, mm-hmm. okay, and you would say, well, you know, and but it doesn't have to be all or the other, right? See, see, that's the other thing that we try to illustrate in these case reviews is sometimes the clients always think a decision is either black or white. It's like a light switch. It's either on or off. It's not doesn't really work that way. No, it is. And there's too many. There's very few absolutes in planning. Yeah. So if we say that the number that he's deciding to go to to hit a certain tax threshold is a seventy thousand dollar IRA distribution, we may do all sorts of things with that seventy thousand. Right. We may build a cash reserve. He may spend it. He may convert some of it to a Roth. If he did still need from some for withholding taxes, right. he might do with, you know, that's the idea. It's it's saying, okay, I know what the most I want to do 
that fits my plan now. By the way, this was a completely different plan than what he thought he was going to do at the beginning of the year. Right. Because life threw him a curveball. Mm-hmm. But those happen. And the idea is you got to stay active. And when reality changes the assumptions that you made, you have to go in and you have to know how you how can you manipulate your plan, look for opportunities, stay active so you're back on track. Right. And don't use, I mean, things happen, curveballs, snowballs, whatever you want to call them, right? right? Happen. But a lot of time people say, I'm going to plan when this happens or I'm going to plan after this. Well, you know what? Things are always going to happen. How many tax law changes have we been through? How many federal estate tax changes? A plan we keep talking about is something you look at, but you need to get started somewhere because I can promise you the people that already have a plan and they're worried about a market downturn or some event, we can make that adjustment in these financial models when it's already all the hard work's done. It's a lot easier to go in and make change a variable and manipulate a little bit versus starting from scratch in a crisis. And let me tell you, when people are worried and emotional, whether it's the death of a spouse, you're panicked about, you know, somebody going in a nursing home in a crisis, it's a lot harder to make those financial decisions when you're dealt with this emotional issue or someone's, you know, has a terminal diagnosis. We've done, it is so much harder to deal with in the moment and make good decisions and think clearly when there are those major curveballs thrown at you. Right. And and statistics prove that out, Mm -hmm. Carrie. They say if it's your own health issues, Mm -hmm. chances are you will not work on any financial or estate planning if you're unhealthy. They just know that. And sometimes, you know what, health health trumps everything else. Right. Um, And we just know that as professional planners. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you always, just like in this case, our client's 93-year-old mom isn't making any financial decisions anymore. No. All right. Um, so, you know, so, so you know, that's the idea. But now the client's, you know, saying, okay, I am going to um, – and, and also he's confident because we, we got, you know, the, the coordination advisors. So the next advisor we got in was with the investment advisor here because he ended up been saying, yeah, I kind of like the idea of the Roth conversion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, part, at least part of that. Because that's a tax-free pool of money you could use at some point. Maybe you're getting close to one of right. those thresholds that you can build because you can still access right, what you put in it tomorrow. Right. So because he's saying that that was like found money for him because he, he thought he didn't think he could deduct those expenses. So, right. So now he's saying, hey, I'm just moving what I need to help my mom with. Right. Uh, you know, I'll use IRA, regular IRA distributions because there will now be tax deductible. Mm-hmm. But I'm also helping my retirement plan later on because now I'm shifting some of my IRA into a Roth IRA. It will never be taxed to me again. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna improve my tax you know picture in my retirement. Right. Okay. Um, and by the way, you know, like I said, you could you know you could do the Roth conversion and leave it in cash. In other words, he, what he's saying is I don't really know how quickly Mom's house is going to sell. If it sells quickly, I don't have a cash flow crunch. Right. If it doesn't sell quickly, I do. So he's not sure of that. So he wants to leave some powder dry. So if he wanted to, he could do the Roth conversion in the tax year that makes sense to do it. Right. And he could tell his investment advisor, hey, leave some of that powder dry. I may need it. Right. And I don't want to, I don't want to sell my stocks low if we have a, a, a market correction. Coordination advisors, stay active. Chances are you'll get more confident and be in a decision-making mode, but now you know why you're making the decisions. Take advantage of opportunities that exist and schedule a free consultation by phone or in person. We're scheduling now through end of February. Call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. That is 440-239-2090. Or visit the website at financialfoodforthought.com. All right, go Browns. Tune in next week for more Financial Food for Thought. For more information about the show, for estate planning or upcoming seminars, call the estate planning team at 440-239-2090. Thanks for listening.